0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Bosses, where we interview badass investors who are crushing it in the commercial real estate space. Today, I'm super excited. We have our first guest on the show. Her name is Fia Mosley from AM Multifamily Investments. So I'm super excited to have you on, Fia. Uh, I know your team's been up to some really exciting things lately. Um, So before we get into that, I just want you to kind of tell us your story, your background, kind of how you got into commercial real estate.
1: Okay, yeah, thanks for having me. Well, (laughs) it definitely wasn't something I expected in my life. Um, It's really interesting how, when you kind of visualize what you want to accomplish in life and you don't necessarily focus so much on how it's going to happen, something completely different than anything you think comes into your life. So, that's kind of that's pretty much what it was for me. Um, I have a past, uh, I worked grocery for like 11 years. I've always worked like physical jobs. I cleaned pools with my dad when I was young. Um, I got married really young. A lot of that had to do with uh, trauma that happened in my life, a lot of abuse and other health issues in my childhood. And I didn't get divorced until I was 40. So, I had two kids. I had just gotten a bachelor's degree, was making 12 bucks an hour, then $15 an hour, nothing to really support me and my kids. And I, you know, I had spent five years in college. So, first I tried the just real estate license, you know, selling real estate here in Idaho, which is like a two-week course where they teach you nothing, basically. (laughs) So um, that was interesting. I did okay. I probably could have done well with it if I stuck with it, but I didn't particularly care for it. So um, I also bought a duplex. And um, so I've had a long-term rental also discovered I'm not very interested in property management, so a lot of good, like, learning lessons along the way Mm -hmm. Um, in that time, because my degree is in health promotion. I worked at juvenile detention, and that just made me really passionate to work with young people, but, you know, it was me and my two kids with not much income, so... Um, I left that job with kind of the dream to start a, like a mentorship program for kids coming out of juvenile detention, just not sure how I was going to accomplish it. And then I came across um, Multifamily Mindsets, a little like seminar last year. And I don't even know why I went because I never, ever go to those things. (laughs) I sign up all the time (laughs) and I never go, but I showed up and kind of was like, I don't, know, you know, how this relates to what I really want to do in the long run, but it just seemed like the right thing to do and it's been the best experience of my life. I've really loved it. So I'm really happy where things are at right now and where they're going.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of how we met, right? Through multifamily mindset. Um I'm I'm hearing an echo. Are you hearing an echo? No. no. Okay. I think it's good now. I can cut that part out. (laughs) Okay. Um, so we, yeah, we kind of met through that multifamily mindset, you know, community. So, you know, that's super awesome how you kind of just fell into it. You know, I think, um, for some people, like they kind of know what they want to do, but it's kind of cool. I, you know, that you said that you're trying to kind of combine, you know, um, this mentorship with teens and young adults with the real estate business and trying to incorporate those two businesses together. So how are you kind of merging those two worlds?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, when I started the team last year, um, there was two young men that joined multifamily mindset that kind of didn't really have a home. You know, it's a team thing. It's not something you can do on your own like residential real estate. So, we pulled them in to work with us, and um, also I had a tenant in my duplex that is 23, and he's really smart. He does all of our market research and due diligence, and uh, he works for the Department of Defense, but he was in college at the time, and so we pulled him into the team. So we have three out of six of us that are in in the young 20s, and I've definitely seen those guys grow a lot. But when we started last year together, you know, we kind of all said, um, and when we wrote our bio, like, we're going to buy properties, but we're also going to somehow turn this into multiple businesses with mentoring young adults so that they can change their families' lives as well. I know this is really um, helpful for the, you know, me and my kids, of course. Um, One of my partners has four kids and grandchildren. And um, it's just really good for everyone's family situation. So we're actually working on that right now because um, those brilliant young men have created some really good tools. There's kind of, you know, any education system you join, it's kind of like there's these gaps on those practical everyday steps. And so we've been teaching a lot of that over the year. Um, We've been in and they've created their own spreadsheets for different loss to lease and um, comparing different properties and things like that. So we will um, start venturing off to do coaching with those tools that we've created and how to start a team and what roles you really need and everything like that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love how you can take one passion, kind of combine it with real estate and just use that as a way to build wealth, build legacy, kind of give back to a community and people that we care about. So I love how you brought those two together. Thank you. Um, and just kind of veering off of that, you mentioned, you know, having a team. I know that your team is probably bigger than most in the multifamily space. So can you tell me about, you know, your team, how you guys all cut together and like how that story all played out?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think we're... Uh, bigger than most at the forefront you know what you find out when you actually get into a deal with other people that are established is they have many more people doing the work than the two people's faces that you see so we're not really that big we just are, are out there you know six people on the forefront although I do you know a lot of the social media and kind of um, outreach, you know, brokers, sponsors, whatever. So a lot of people see my face on social media, but um, we are all very proactive. So, you know, like I said, last year we joined and um, I just started going out and networking, you know, even on my own. I think that's one thing that's super important is to build energetic momentum. So I was going to local business meetups, didn't necessarily relate to multifamily, and just started meeting a bunch of people. And I partnered up with Brett Anderson who lives here and he has he's owned mortgage companies in the past. Um, he started an energy shots company. He's just a really kind, hardworking guy. And we're both very old school. So we got together and we were networking and then we were like, okay, that's all great, but we have nobody to underwrite properties or do anything else. So, you know, What are we going to do? So we started um, kind of thinking about who we knew, you know, because other people get in the business, too, and they don't have people that they're partnering with either. So part of the whole multifamily mindset thing is you kind of come back to this um, fast track thing where you go look at apartments together. So that whole group that joined comes back together. And there was a guy Quinn, who's our underwriter he had started just kind of practicing underwriting like two years before he even joined multifamily mindset. So he always had it on his mind that he was gonna do this. He just didn't know how. So we got um, together with him and the two guys I had mentioned, Manny and Mowdy, the two younger guys, they all live in Twin Falls, which is like two hours from here. Mm-hmm. And we had lunch and we're like, yeah, let's team up. And we talk like a little bit of details. And then, you know, we all go back to our cities and just kind of fell off for about another month. Brett and I were still networking and whatever else. And then um, Donato had moved out of my duplex in Boise and moved to St. Louis, Missouri for his job with the Department of Defense. And we had always, like, ran into each other at my property and talked about real estate. He was trying out different aspects and so kind of all at the same time, we came back together with Quinn, Manny, Maudie, and then Donato. I think I had called him about his deposit or something and was like, oh, by the way, you know, I just joined this system, yada, yada. And so we all just came together very organically. And I think the fact that we all um, felt like, you know, if we get this blessing to like move into this business where you can make a lot of money, then we're going to have people first, you know, we're going to, we are getting the help that we need. So we're going to help other people along the way. And it's not necessarily going to be a money thing and going into our, well, we knew we would make it, but going into our first deal, you know, you're going in to learn and to do an excellent job, you have to have a sponsor who's experienced. So we just look for you know who really clicked with our energy and then who had an amazing track record. And we didn't go in and try to negotiate any money. What we were going to take, we were going to take because we just wanted to do a really good job and learn from someone at first. So um, then we started in August and then it was December that we actually um, to Lisa Parrish and her son, Adam first. And we had already met like a bunch of sponsors, but that was it. That was like the mm-hmm. partnership click. Nice. And then we got our offer accepted, um, shortly after that and it took a while for that property to close, mm-hmm. but we closed in July.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Is that the 172 unit?
1: Yes, it's one property in Waco, Texas, and it was just really good timing because, you know, now it's, um, there's not a lot of inventory out there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I believe you can accomplish anything, you know, you put your mind to, and it really just takes one good property. But right now, you know, there's a lot of um, older properties out there. The sellers are still trying to get last year's prices. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Uh, You
1: know, it's not like all this Influx of properties and stuff like that. So,
0: exactly, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <clears throat> All right, um, now building that team. Was there anything specific that you know people should be looking for? I know a lot of people are just kind of starting out, getting into this industry at this time. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, and people are looking to try to build teams, which is really nice because in commercial real estate and multifamily, like there's a, a big enough pie to be able to share it with all these different people. So it's really nice. Um, what I have l- loved about commercial real estate and multifamily is that um, it's everyone wants to work together. There's no like competing or trying to like, you know, take other people down because it's just like you need more people and it's not that competitive like it is in residential, for example. Right. So what kind of things should people look for when trying to choose a team member? And what are maybe some red flags or things that they could probably avoid? Hmm.
1: Um, that is a really good question. I mean, first, first and foremost, you have to have four roles. You have to have someone finding the deal, you know, finding properties, building relationships with brokers. And that person, I also think, should be uh, getting to know sponsors as well. At the same time, it all just kind of keeps rolling simultaneously, you know, then you need an underwriter and you also need someone to do your comps, you know, loss to lease, due diligence before, not the physical due diligence, the due diligence before the offer is accepted. So you have to have those four roles. I know we tell people like, you know, you need a lawyer, insurance, you need an asset manager and all these things when in reality, your sponsor is going to use the ones that they've been using for years. And Mm -hmm. then you just spent a lot of time doing that. And, you know, that's, that's just how it's going to go. So, um, I think those are the things you should start focusing on. Um, this may sound kind of weird, but I think beliefs and lifestyle are very important. You know, at least if you want to keep we, we said, you know, let's do one deal and then we'll evaluate things where things are at because we had, you know, people in college and maybe some of us would hate it and maybe some of us would love it. So we just made an agreement until we closed on our first deal. And, you know, mm-hmm. I never want anybody to be feel stuck in something they don't enjoy doing. I did that for most of my life and I won't do it anymore. I didn't know if I was going to be like, wow, this sucks. I'm out, you know. <laughs> So, um, but one thing you do learn though, is if you're really going to keep that partnership and everything, like the, the lifestyle, if you're traveling together, it's people are going to affect everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. So values, beliefs, I think those are really important things. Um, and what else I'm trying to think, um, Yeah, your work, like, would it it be work level? You know, when when we first started, there was about 10 people we were talking to. And out of the 10, the six of us just kept doing the work, Mm -hmm. you know, so then it was like we had all these people. So, you know, I just said to everyone, we have too many people to coordinate. So we're just going to separate, you know, back into the groups that we were in. So Mm -hmm. it does hit a point where I believe you have too many people.
0: Yeah, for sure. sure, Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of find out over time who's going to stick. So at the beginning, did you all form like an LLC together, or did you have your own separate LLCs and then you kind of um, like work together that way, or how, what was that kind of process?
1: Oh, yeah, that is a really good question for people, too, because they're worried about getting, like, legally bound with people. So Mm -hmm. what we found out from our deal, so what we had done was we all had separate LLCs. Then we put it under, like, an umbrella that's actually called AM Multifamily Partners. AM Multifamily Investments, which is what I advertised with Brett and I had actually – purchased that LLC here in Idaho before. So I'd keep that on the side just so because that's the name I use. But um, when when you get into the deal, what you find is with all the legal paperwork, everyone, at least in our deal, I can't speak for other people, every single person's mm-hmm. LLC, like all of ours, and there's many people. There's, you know, Lisa, Greg, Adam, Eric, Tyler, Ryan, et cetera, et cetera, every single person's personal LLC was listed on there. So in all reality, Mm -hmm. we didn't really need that blanket thing. So just to start out, you just need an LLC, you know, that's that's really it. And then the rest of it is up to you. And if you want to do something
0: like that. So you didn't need to create the separate umbrella LLC, you could have just all had the individuals, what you're saying.
1: Yeah. And then that goes under the LLC that they create for the apartment Mm -hmm. complex, which is a, you know, a totally yeah. different one as well.
0: Okay. That's good to know, because I think, especially in the beginning when people are just starting out, you don't know who you want to get in business with. I've had bad business partnerships before. And so, and I'm, that's kind of like, it's hard if you, you know, build that business or build an LLC together. It's almost like a divorce when you're trying to break up the, that partnership. So it's a big process. Um, so yeah, I think that's important is just, you know, all will have your individual LLCs, which is kind of what me and my husband have done. We have our own LLC and we just work with other teams and they have their own. Um, So I think that's probably the best way to go.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you can make, you know, make agreements from deal to deal really. And Mm -hmm. if you want to keep working with the same people or other people, you know, after we close um, we talked about everything and we are just continuing on together. Um, people could have done anything, you know. I, I do think though that uh, there's the element of vulnerability and humility. Like, you, I talk to a lot of people and they say, um, well, it's either a money thing, like they don't want a smaller cut. But I think in all reality, it takes a lot of vulnerability and humility to buckle down with the same people, like you're going to know the ins, the outs, the nitty gritty, the dirty, everything, like everything. And a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. You know, it's, it's been tough for us. We have Mm -hmm. different ages, you know, different races, different cultures. It, It is tough because you, you learn everything about people's personal life. So I think really, um, A lot of it is just people just don't feel that comfortable being that vulnerable with other people. That's my own Mm -hmm. personal opinion.
0: Yeah. So I think that's important for us to just kind of gel and have the similar values, like you were saying. Um, So personalities can clash. That's why, yeah, it's definitely, I wouldn't just jump into a partnership. I would definitely try to feel it out over time and, you know, and not get married right away, not get into an LLC right away.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, you don't legally have to do it. But if you don't buckle Mm -hmm. down with with a group of people, it's going to take you Mm -hmm. longer to get a property. Like, especially see this with spouses, Mm -hmm. right? They'll have like these two people they're talking to and those two people and those two people and, you know, this Mm -hmm. state and that state and the more like, um, spread out your focus is,
0: Mm -hmm. it's
1: gonna take you longer to get a deal.
0: Okay. So you're saying to focus, so everyone should be focused on one state or what's your recommendation on that?
1: One How area. One area? <laughs> No,
0: not a
1: state. No, <laughs> one area. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you really have to build, re- if you want to do the long game, not yeah. the short game, you need to build really solid relationships with brokers. And those are not the easiest people that are just going to be like, oh, hey, what's up? Just you know, sure. Feel free to call me. Let's chat anytime. Mm -hmm. Like they get paid when they close a deal. They have a lot of people Mm -hmm. approaching them. A lot of people that can't close deals and they're going to have a huge wall up and that takes time. So, but you know, with that, like say for us, the brokerages were, I've built the closest relationships and they don't only do Dallas-Fort Worth. They do a lot of the secondary and tertiary markets. So we can go to mm-hmm. one place. I mean, they even do Oklahoma and New Mexico and random mm-hmm. stuff if if we really wanted to venture out and still keep that one mm-hmm. broker relationship. But um, that's the most important thing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in this business is uh, having people trust you and bring you the properties, knowing that you can close on it. So that is... Right. Uh, very hard work if you're going to be focused in multiple states
0: got it yeah so focusing on an area city like dallas fort worth um, building relationships with brokers there how long did it take for you to kind of have that solid relationship with with brokers there and what kind of steps do you recommend that someone takes to kind of build that relationship over time
1: Well, you got to just do it. And I'll tell you from personal experience, it's quite uncomfortable because it's totally different terminology for whatever reason. Most of the brokers seem to talk like 10 million miles an hour. So when you're a new person and they're trying to give you all this info on a property and you don't even understand half of what they're saying, I remember just trying to write all this stuff down, you know. But I mean, some of them are really friendly with you, whether or not they actually think you're going to go anywhere in the business. And Mm -hmm. some of them have straight up laughed at us. So, you know, but I would say really, like really feeling a two-way street relationship with Mm -hmm. a handful of brokers um, has taken a year. It's taken about a year really to build that credibility.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And was it difficult to do because you're in Idaho, they're in Texas. Has that been kind of a, a challenge to build that relationship?
1: Um, I definitely think it would have um, gone faster if we lived there. I know when we finally did fly down and meet them in person, it was like a game changer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't look anything like they pictures, you know, weird commercial broker <laughs> pictures. Um, you, you know, like, I didn't even know, like, one of the ones I talk to regularly, he's 25, one of them's 26. They've mm-hmm. come from different states, you know, you get in front of mm-hmm. people, and it really turns them more into a friend, and then they look forward to talking to mm-hmm. you after that. So I would say, you know, if, if you live in a good market, go meet people face to face. It's a complete game changer. If you don't Mm -hmm. just keep at it until you can get in front of their face and the faster, the better, because like I said, I mean, my team went in, not all of us, um, because, you know, some people can't get out of work or school, but, um, Like four of us went down and we were like so welcomed into the brokerages and, you know, you talk and you laugh and then it just makes all the rest of the phone calls so much more pleasant and easier. And you don't feel like this weird person that's like interrupting their day when you call anymore, you know.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. I live in California. And I'm not going to invest in California. So, you know, building those relationships with brokers that are, you know, quite a ways away because I, I can't just fly there all the time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. But I think, like you said, just having that consistent communication and then as, you know, as soon as possible, you know, get in front of them and meet them in person because I think that's going to make the biggest difference and them actually remembering you, you know. So um now is that your focus, your kind of like broker relations, or what kind of what's your strength, your area of focus, and did that change over time?
1: Um yeah, I do I've been building relationships with brokers from the get go. And you know that's one thing if I was teaching someone who's coming into the business is Like I said earlier, I think the broker relationship person also needs to be the sponsor relationship person because at some point you're going to bring those two people together and you're going to have to coordinate that, which isn't the easiest thing when you have two people that are hard to get on the phone. I I know Mm -hmm. at times it's taken me like five days to plan a phone call between uh, (laughs) a broker and Lisa and myself, you know, so uh a lot of coordinating and then with six people there's even more coordinating but you know the the Mm -hmm. thing about a team too and at least our team is it's not like oh well i'm the underwriter so i'm not going to talk to anyone you know there's been times when quinn has been out Mm -hmm. talking to brokers um when we had our capital raise, he brought money Mm -hmm. into the deal so we all kind of cross to help each other out um not it, We try not to cross in the way that steps on someone else's feet mm-hmm. in their job. But, you know, I mean, it's going to be constant because there's so much work, especially when you have the accepted LOI. There's a lot of um, work that needs to be done. So mm-hmm. it helps to have multiple people capable of doing it. And um, the other thing was when we got together was, you know, I I had a vision of, what I wanted to do so I asked the team like can I you know are you guys cool with me making the logo and doing kind of the social media stuff and everything Mm -hmm. and a lot of it really was for myself I I spent a lot of my life um, I, I don't know how to put it except for kind of trapped like when I was a kid my dad had me locked in a house for a few years. Then I had seizures for years. Then I got married at the age of 21. And my life was just very, um, I couldn't really express myself. I couldn't find who I really was. So after my divorce and really focusing on my internal healing, I wanted to do some of that stuff just to um, get to know myself and what I liked to do and put my voice out there because I had kind of been shut up my whole entire life you know you can't have an opinion you know you're Mm -hmm. my daughter or this or that so you just sit down be quiet and do the work so that's part of the reason that i wanted to be out speaking to the public and everything like that it was just kind of part of finding myself and expressing Mm -hmm. myself
0: I love it. Yeah. You know, I think um, it's been working because, you know, just because of the videos and your posts and things that you've been doing, it's kind of how we connected. So I've seen that you're doing a lot more video and that's super cool. Um, What's been the most difficult thing that you've had to overcome in real estate um, since you started?
1: My health, honestly, I've had a plethora of health issues over the years and even some of the the videos I look back on and I'm like, oh my God, you look terrible. But, you know, I still <laughs> posted them anyway. But yeah, that, that has really um, been, you know, my biggest issue over the years between some pretty serious health issues like a brain tumor and some other things wow. like that is um, last year when we started, I was kind of not even there. You know, I had Another surgery and my mind was just super blurry. It was really hard for me to focus. There was times, um, particularly during the winter when, you know, some of the guys really picked up the slack for me because I wasn't doing well for like weeks at a time. So that's been the hardest thing. Um, I'm a little, I'm better now. You know, it's not like this thing that just goes away, but, but I'm better mm-hmm. now. And I feel like more clear minded. My energy is getting better. But for me personally, that was the biggest challenge.
0: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <clears throat> but it's a good thing you have a team in place, right? So kind of pick up the slack. And so it's good that you kind of built that um, foundation so that things could still kind of move. And then you could just kind of step back into it when you were ready. Now, looking back on your real estate journey, is there anything that you would have done differently? And what's the biggest piece of advice you'd give someone who's new and wants to get into multifamily? Um,
1: well, I could say just in general, as a woman in business, um, even when I had my duplex, I didn't always set things up from the get-go the way that I should have, you know, kind of... Um I don't know if you want to call it boundaries or you know, even like your own financial protection or how you go about something. Um, like, for example, when I had my duplex, I hired someone to, redo a shower and just believe what they said, handed over money. He left it halfway done. There was water coming out of the walls when my tenants moved in. It was, it was such a disaster. I cried my eyes out that night. Um, but you know, just with, with everything, whether it's that or this, just, um, You know, like I was saying, you do need that level of vulnerability, but we're not talking about money stuff or how you set up your LLC. We're just talking about being open to having partners, you know, Mm -hmm. so I would say just set yourself up um, with the boundaries that you want from the get-go and don't just kind of like pass by it. I've done that multiple times. Okay, we'll fix that later or something like that, you know, or Mm -hmm. we'll change that later. So if you know in your head something, have it set up legally mm-hmm. that way from the get-go.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything, any other piece of advice you'd give somebody? Um, and how can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I love talking to people. So I believe you're going to post my info with the video, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, any, any ways like that, uh, my phone number, email, email facebook messenger um people are welcome to contact me and um we are going to do a deal breakdown there's something that's something we wanted to do since we started last year like when we get our first deal we've gotten so much help to get to that point you know we're going to invite people and just kind of walk them through everything and 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 the truth you know what i mean not just that end result like we closed you know the truth of what you're actually going to go through so um people are welcome to come to that this wednesday evening it's at 6 p.m central it's uh posted as an event on our facebook page am multifamily investments and um, just start, you know, that's, that's my advice. Don't Mm -hmm. hide behind a computer, pick up the phone, go meet people. Mm -hmm. Even if it seems like it's just some random business meeting, build that, that momentum, that energy, and just keep moving forward.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I'll post a link to the event. People can attend to that. Um, And then will there be a recording to post as well for people that kind of miss the event um, and people that are listening to the podcast that might want to listen to it afterwards.
1: Um, yeah, we're we're deciding. I think we're going to decide on that later today. You know, one benefit of not recording it is people feel much more free to be real <laughs> to share. So you know, mm-hmm. we kind of don't oh, want okay, to yeah. that that. <laughs> stop on people from answering certain questions or even us legally and what we share, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I don't want people to be hesitant. So we're gonna decide that
0: today. Okay, perfect. All right, well, thank you so much for being on the show. And um, we look forward to, you know, maybe having you gone again in the future. Thank you. Today's show was sponsored by Synergy Capital Investments. To download your free multifamily investment guide for beginners, Or to schedule a call to learn about our upcoming investment projects, go to ThriveWithSynergy.com. That's ThriveWithSynergy.com or click on the link below.